Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In this week's episode of the podcast, I wanted to talk about negotiation and mindset and positioning yourself for when the big opportunities are going to be coming in the property market in the coming months. We are in interesting times in the market at the moment. Right now in the property market, I don't feel that people realize that what may be ahead in the coming months. So, in 2007-89, when the last financial crisis, property markets dropped. Now, the economy overall, um, it contracted, but not as much as it's predicted to be contracting in this recession. In fact, economists are predicti- predicting that this is probably going to be the biggest retraction in the economy in history the biggest in history so we need to be ready for that there is going to be some phenomenal opportunities in the property market and you need to have the right mindset and the ability to negotiate the deals that are going to be coming in the market right now many people are not seeing the effects of what's about to come simply because so many people have took advantage of the mortgage holidays where the government have said to mortgage lenders they needed to give people a three-month mortgage holiday if they couldn't afford their payments. Now, a lot of people have actually took advantage of that that shouldn't have and they've not really thought about the effects. I personally haven't gone for any mortgage holidays as one of the big risks for me that I seen was that at the end of that, when you apply for new finance, if you try and refinance, if you want to buy any more property, there is a risk that lenders will say, you couldn't afford your mortgages a few months ago, so we see you as high risk for further lending, additional lending, etc. Now, um, this is something that I worried about at the start and decided if I didn't need the mortgage holiday, I'm not going to go for the mortgage holiday. And thankfully, I didn't need any and, and didn't apply. However, some bad advice was given by certain people where you should just apply. In, in reality, that, that is not the case because you do not know how that will affect you long term in terms of raising more finance. Now, here's what's important. Many people did apply for those mortgage holidays and those people had a three-month mortgage holiday from the end of March. So April, May, June, going into July, they're going to have to start paying mortgages again. If they did have a problem, it's likely that they're going to struggle with mortgages, maybe struggle with tenants. It's only from around the end of Ju- from July onwards that we're going to start the, begin to start the, uh, to see the impact of what's happening with the economy around the coronavirus and the property market as those mortgage holidays come to an end. But actually, we'll only see a little impact in July, August. The real impact is going to start to come from around October onwards. And the reason I say around October onwards is because the government have announced that companies can furlough their employees until October. What that means is that from October onwards, employees are going to have to start um, going back to work, companies sending, taking people back to work, or unfortunately making the decision that they cannot afford to take them back to work. So they're going to have to lay them off. There is not as many people losing their jobs right now as there will be come October onwards. A lot of companies are not going to be able to afford to take their employees back. And the 
economy at the point where we start to see much more people unemployed, then that is where we're going to see the effect on the market. So right now we're in this little bit of a bubble where we don't know where things are going. But I feel that from October onwards, we're going to see that drop in the market where people are going to be struggling to pay their rents. People are going to be struggling as they don't have jobs, pay their mortgages. Anyone who owns a home that's struggling to pay mortgages, they're going to be motivated sellers. Landlords who've got tenants not paying rent are going to be motivated landlords, possibly motivated sellers. So there is going to be opportunities coming. Now, there has never been a better time to do creative strategies. See, when there is opportunity coming and there's a lack of mortgage availability, then the people that need to sell can only sell in a creative way. Are they more open to selling in a creative way? When finance is easy to come by and you're trying to get a below market value purchase off a seller or you're trying to do a creative deal with a seller, they can just go to somebody else who'll pay market value and can buy cash quickly or buy with a, or buy with a mortgage and qualify for the mortgage within a couple of weeks. In an economy where there's high unemployment, where there's... Um, a lot of people struggling to pay their mortgages where people are looking to sell their properties quickly, they are more open to creative strategies. You want to be learning about exchange delayed completions, assisted sales, these type of strategies, rent to rent, um, grabbing the opportunity, deal packaging, securing deals and packaging them on to other investors. There's never been a better time for these types of strategies. Learn the strategies and get ahead of the game. This is about the right mindset now. So there's two ways to approach the current environment, the current situation. One is to have the mindset of, I have to wait. The market's going to crash. There's no point in buying because I, I could buy and then six months later, the property is going to be worth less than I paid for it. However, you cannot time the property market. It is impossible to time the property market. In 2007, when the last crash came, I sat back and did nothing while Rob Moore and Mark Homer, the founders of Progressive, started buying 20 plus properties a year, building their portfolio. They had a completely different mindset to me. I've promised myself ever since I would have the right mindset for the next crash. And my mindset is completely different now. I know that you need to pound cost average. You surf the wave of the market. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. market on the way down because what I will tell you what I will guarantee you is that in five six seven years time 
that this property market is going to be higher than it is today. So yes, you might take a dip, but you buy for the fundamentals of cash flow. You buy a property on the way down. You fix it on a fixed rate mortgage if you need to. You make sure that it makes positive monthly cash flow. And if you put it on a five-year fixed rate mortgage with positive monthly cash flow, that property in five years time will have gone down and back up again above the price you paid for it. You cannot wait till the bottom of the market. You're waiting for the bottom of the market, you will miss the boat and prices will be on the way back up on the other side and the sellers will not be as open to creative deals. Now is the opportunity. Get ready in the next couple of months. Get ready now over July, August, September. Get ready because once October comes, October, November, December onwards, there is going to be phenomenal opportunities in the market for those that are ready, for those that have the right mind space, for those that have the right negotiation skills. And this is where we come on to the need for those negotiation skills. You need to understand how to negotiate property deals. And a property deal does not start with just looking at a property and saying, okay, this house is worth X, so I'm going to offer Y, um, below market value. In, there's no such thing as below market value when you talk to professional property investors, when you look at it as a professional property investor. You see, if you've got a hundred grand house and you buy it for 75 grand, you may feel that that's 25% below market value, but the reality is you've bought it for 75 grand, so the new market value is 75 grand, unless you can add value to that property, unless you can do something to that property to increase the value. It's below potential future added value. So always look for property that gives you cash flow, but also a fundamental of a successful property investor Always look for property where there is the potential to add value. Can you force the appreciation? Can you add value to this property and make it look different? So for when the valuer comes in to revalue it, he can see or they can see that you have spent money on this property and improved the value. Then they will give you a different valuation. So always buy for cash flow. Always buy below, b below market value in what you feel the value is, but on properties where you can add value. So what type of properties are going to give you good opportunities in the, next co in the coming months? Well, a lot of companies will never open their doors again. The Amazon had already killed the high streets, but there's a lot of companies right now where they've um, furloughed all of their staff, they've shut down, they're not allowed to be open, medium-sized companies, maybe hotels, bed and breakfast, shops on the high street that will never open their doors again. They cannot financially survive no matter how much the government pumps into the system in monetary terms. They are going to struggle to survive. There will be a lot of empty buildings, a lot of empty commercial buildings. Now, there was already an oversupply of commercial buildings in the country. This is a huge opportunity to look at things like commercial conversions. You could secure properties on assisted sales. Go in, convert it with permitted development from a commercial building to a residential, forcing the value up and sell them on with the homeowner on a joint venture under an assisted sale. You could take an exchange with delayed completion, secure the price, then do the conversion, keep them, refinance them or sell them on. So taking a commercial building, converting it to residential, commercial buildings are going to take a big drop in the market. Commercial building prices will possibly drop a 
good few percent more than a residential property will. So huge, huge opportunity to look at creative strategies around commercial property in the coming months. When you're looking to negotiate a deal, for whatever experience you have, you need to show the owner of the building that you understand what you're doing. Now, experience does not mean I've bought 50 properties. Experience can mean I understand what I'm doing. I'm very focused. Often you let yourself down when you try and negotiate a deal and you start spouting out all of this knowledge that you've heard on books or podcasts or or audibles of all these various different strategies and you say to the owner you know we could do a rent to rent or we could exchange contracts and delay completion or we could do a lease option or we could do vendor finance that's where you'd finance my purchase or I could secure it and sell it to one of my investors and you list all of these possible solutions and you're trying to show that you know what you're talking about but the reality is what you say to the owner of the building is you're not focused you're all over the place you don't know what the best thing to do with the building is you've got no idea what the best outcome is and you're showing them that you are likely the worst person to give that property to because you've got no idea what you're going to do with it which means their property and their finances are at risk you want to be very very sure your job is to work out what the best solution is and then offer the investor or the homeowner or the landlord that solution so you say to them based on what you've told me we believe this is the best solution for the building and this is how it would work these are the terms so that is a fundamental of negotiation not overwhelming the seller with the various different solutions that you understand but they have got no idea what you're talking about or even on sometimes that you don't even understand it yourself because you read a little bit about it in a book but you never actually studied it you never got the right training on it you don't have the real detailed knowledge of that strategy so make sure you're sticking to you being the investor you choosing the right thing for that building and then only putting one offer forward so there's six steps to negotiating a great property deal and it does not start with the price it starts with rapport building you need to build rapport with the owner of the building let the owner know that you are somebody that cares about them it's all about them it's not about you it's not about what money you can make the money is the result of getting a good deal but getting the good deal starts with building rapport with the homeowner so find out about them what do they like what are they what interests have they got build whatever rapport you can now in the coming months people are going to be in financial stress people are going to need to sell quickly whatever their problem rule number two in a negotiation after rapport building is that you must empathize with their problem don't when they give you a problem don't say oh that's great that's not empathy empathy is feeling bad about their problem feeling sorry for them feeling caring about their problem aiming to help them solve their problem all about them you focused in terms of you when i say you focused i mean them focused not me focused so you focus rapport building and empathy stage number three is finding out what exactly their situation is some people i speak to regularly they're afraid to ask an owner what their debts are what the money they owe 
If you are to negotiate a deal on a property, you absolutely need to know these things. You have to know if there's a mortgage. Are they up to date with their payments? This information is critical. So you must find out their situation. I then at that point, I've done the rapport building, the empathy, find out their situation. I then go away and I look to work out and fully understand how I can solve their situation. What's the best solution, the best tool, the best strategy to solve their situation? So you ask them if it's okay if you can go away and work out what's best for them and rearrange a second meeting. You then understand that before you come back to the next meeting. What's really important here also is whether you get a deal or not, remember you are learning. Every time you negotiate on a property deal, you are either earning money or you are learning. It is the earning of the money comes once. The learning sticks with you forever. The learning is something that you carry forward for the rest of your life. Most billionaires, most millionaires that have become seriously, seriously wealthy, many of them were once bankrupt. Many of them once made big, big mistakes in their businesses. So it is about learning. They may have made the mistake, but what it meant was they'd never make that mistake again. Now, it's not smart to make your own mistakes. It's smarter to learn from other people's mistakes. And this is the one great thing about property is in property, every mistake that's ever been made has already been made. So align yourself to people who've already walked the road before you. Learn from people who've made mistakes. Make sure you've got yourself a mentor, somebody who can support you and guide you and prevent you making the big mistakes. When I started in property, I had to learn from my own mistakes. I didn't have all of the things that are available today. I didn't have podcasts. I didn't have Audible. These things weren't available to me and I had to try and learn from my own mistakes and I lost years on my journey. So make sure you're learning from other people's mistakes. That's the smart thing to do. And finally is time. Make sure you're putting time into the negotiation. Make sure you're putting time into building the rapport and time into building the and in dealing with the empathy. Make sure you're putting time into building the rapport and time into dealing with the empathy for the other person. Make sure you're really spending some time understanding the situation. But here's what's important. Not too much time. It is the quick and the dead. So when I say time... So the first viewing needs to be one to three hours. Then working out the right situation, the solution, that wants to be maybe an hour. When I say make sure you spend time, I don't mean a month. You spend a month trying to procrastinate and decide over a deal, somebody else is going to take the deal off you. In property, you have got to move quickly. When you get a motivated seller, when you get somebody speak to you, you've got to get that viewing quickly. You've got to build the rapport, the empathy as as soon as you can on that first viewing. You've got to go away and work out the best solution within sort of 24 hours and get straight back in there with your offer. It is the quick and the dead. Do not wait and let somebody else grab the opportunity. Quite often I see people procrastinate over whether they think it's the best deal. You don't need the best deal. If you're waiting for the best deal, right, you're not just going to be buying one property in your life. You're going to be buying a lot of property. You want to be a serious property investor, you've got to be looking at buying a lot of property. So you're not looking for the best deal, waiting for the best deal. What you're doing is doing a deal that works. Do a deal that works. If it's the best deal, brilliant. But just do a deal that works. And what I mean a deal that works is you can get any money you put into that deal back out quickly. Within 6 to 18 months, you can or quicker. 
You can buy below market value on a property that there's potential to push and add value. You're buying for cash flow. Capital appreciation, capital appreciation is gambling. Yes, it could go up in value over time, but cash flow is what professional property investors aim for. So buy for cash flow. Buy a property where you can force the value up through added value. The fundamentals of property investing. So just to recap, the market at the moment, it is in this interesting bubble where people don't know what's coming, they don't feel the true impact yet. It's only when the mortgage holidays come to an end. It's only when people have been, have been asked to go back to work and no longer be furloughed that we're going to really see the impact on the market. We're looking at a little bit of an impact from about July, August onwards and the true impact coming after October. You need to be ready. Use these next few months to get educated, to double down on your education, to really learn the strategies that you're going to be implementing. Creative strategies are now is the time for them. Make sure that you are aligning yourself to the right people. Make sure you're building your power team. Make sure you're learning negotiation and ready for when the opportunities come. Make sure you've got the right positive mindset. Don't be waiting for four or five years thinking there's no point to invest now. Now's the time. On the market going down, now's the time. 2008, 9, 10, when people were buying properties in those years, even 2011, 2012, the prices that people paid for those properties then are phenomenal compared to where the property prices are today. Most areas of the country, prices have gone up significantly from what people paid for properties in 07, 09. In many areas, they have doubled in price. So had people waited till 2014, 2015, when the market had recovered, they would have missed the boat. This is possibly the biggest opportunity in history to get into property investing. If you've been waiting for an opportunity to start in property, this is your opportunity. Do not miss the boat. Do not do what many people did in 2007 and wait. Don't do what I did in 2007. I made the mistake of waiting. I won't be making that mistake again. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We're out every Tuesday from 7 in the morning. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. Also, make sure you follow Progressive Property on the YouTube channel. Um, Myself as well, Kevin McDonald. Follow me on my page on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever it may be. I'm online. Have a look out for me and give me a follow. Drop me a message. Let me know what you think of the podcast. That would be amazing. Um, Hopefully you're enjoying the content and stay safe and stay investing. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing.